Namaste, it's Sahara Rose, and welcome back to the Highest Self Podcast, a place where we discuss what makes you your soul's highest evolvement. And before we get started, check out these brands that make Highest Self Podcast possible. This episode is brought to you by Uveda. Uveda is a modernized Ayurvedic supplement company that takes certain issues that we have, such as mood, joints, immunity, digestion, and creates these custom little packets exactly for us, infusing ancient Ayurvedic herbs with modern vitamins and minerals. I take the mood formula daily. It is great if you work a stressful job, had adrenal fatigue, ever suffer from anxiety or even depression, and it really heals you from a fundamental and holistic level. So if you want to try it out, head over to Uveda, Y-O-U-V-E-D-A.com. Use the code Sahara and you'll receive 35% off your first order. And they now ship to almost every country globally. So check it out. If you live internationally, they may be shipping to your country too. And they just added India, guys. So today I want to share with you my experience at Abraham Hicks. So if you're not familiar with Abraham Hicks, Abraham Hicks is not a person. It's not someone that used to be alive and died. It is a group of souls that go by the name of Abraham because we humans need a name. And they're channeled by this woman named Esther Hicks. So Abraham Hicks are essentially the souls that she channels. This started way back in the early 80s, still going on today and they've written or rather channeled through her dozens of books, hundreds of workshops, YouTube videos. You can catch a lot of their stuff on YouTube and she's still traveling today sharing their incredible work. So I first came across Abraham Hicks about three years ago. My friend Liana, who's been on this podcast, recommended that I listen to Abraham Hicks when I had met Deepak Chopra to help manifest our partnership and him writing the forward of my book. And it 100% worked. And from then, I started to listen to their videos on YouTube, and I really believed in everything that they said, the law of attraction and manifestation and all of that. But I didn't get super, super into it until actually just a couple months ago, really the end of 2018, because I had found myself that I was exerting so much energy, working so hard, and... I didn't want to operate from that place anymore. You know, I'm a projector, have a lot of thoughts energy to me. And though I have that pit to that I can get stuff done, I'm like, I don't want to like operate like this. Like some people love that hustle and that drive, like that Gary V personality. I'm like, I don't want to be like this. Like I actually don't really want to work hard. Like I want to go to the beach and chill and have an easy life and write and create and channel and do podcasts and let everything flow through me. That's actually how I really want to live my life. And really had this realization of what would life look like if I just let myself flow and I went for what only felt in alignment, even if it didn't make sense. So I decided to try and I started to get more into Abraham Hicks and found out that they were coming to LA and signed up. So let me share what the whole journey was about. So every session with Abraham is different because she 
Esther has people ask questions and Abraham will answer the questions. So every city you go to, it's going to be totally different. So this is just what happened in LA. So really what Abraham opened up with is that a good mood is the most underrated thing that we humans have. We so underestimate how powerful it is to just be in a good mood. Because when you're in a good mood, you naturally attract everything it is that you want. This is called being in the vortex. That vortex is when you're in flow, you're in alignment, what I call Kriya, Kriya in Sanskrit, just effortless flow. And that all starts with being in a good mood. You can't chase the flow, you have to just get yourself into alignment first. However, humans choose to essentially sacrifice themselves and give up their good mood for something outside of them that society says they need. You know, as kids, we're born naturally in a good mood. We're happy. We're chilled. Life's good. And then we have all these expectations. Oh, you need to do this to be loved. You need these grades and have this kind of job and get into these types of colleges and whatever the precedent is. So we trade accomplishments for being in a good mood, not realizing that the good mood is actually going to bring us in alignment with the accomplishments that our soul needs. And our soul doesn't need to have all the accomplishments, doesn't need to have all the trophies on the wall. It's really just being your signature self. So it's so important for us to be clear and remember that that nothing else matters besides us being in a good mood. And when we're in a good mood, we actually help the people around us to be in a good mood. So she says that the most important time to remember this is in the morning, because in the morning we wake up clear and we wake up as these beautiful, clear channels. You have vague memories of your dreams. And what gets in our way are memories, memories of what happened yesterday, the emails I need to send at work, that I'm in a, part, a fight with my partner, whatever it is, it's not actually happening. You're not actually at work when you wake up. You're not actually in a fight with your partner. It's the memory of it. So we wake up and then we allow memories to take away our good mood and put us in a bad mood. And then we don't manifest things that whole day. And it cycles day after day after day after day because we're emitting a response and law of attraction will always respond with our vibration. So if you're putting out bad vibes, law of attraction is going to bring you bad opportunities. If you're putting out good vibes, it's going to bring you good opportunities. So we, as humans, we are focusing too much on what's wrong. You know, let's say you just moved into your dream home. You got it made exactly the way you wanted to move into. You're like, oh my God. Oh, but, oh, that wallpaper, it's so crooked. It's so not how I want. All you can think about is how you don't like the wallpaper. Everything else in that house is perfect. It's exactly how you want it. But that wallpaper is throwing you off and you're scruffing, you're miserable. I can't be happy until this wallpaper is fixed. So energetically, we're putting all our energy towards what's wrong. And then the universe will respond to us from that point of our vibration, sending more things that are wrong. And then you find out that the floor is crooked and this is wrong and that. And then your mind starts finding everything that's wrong instead of focusing on what's right. Now, this doesn't mean you should ignore something that's not working for you. You can say, oh, I love the house. I love the details. I love the design. Oh, they didn't do the wallpaper the right way. We're going to fix that. Oh, but I love everything else. There is a way to take action on something without letting it encompass your whole mind. And this is something that I know I'm certainly guilty of too. It's like something's wrong. You took the action necessary. Maybe you sent an email or you made, left a voicemail, whatever it is. And then you're still stressing out about that thing. What's the point? 
You took the action necessary. Now get back into alignment. The people who are able to manifest what they want are not the ones with perfect lives and who don't have any stresses or worries. They're the ones who are quickly able to get back into alignment because life is constantly going to throw at us things that knock us off alignment. Whether it's someone honking at us or a puddle splashing on us or anything not going our way, that's going to happen. But what we can we can control is how we react and how we react and how quickly we respond to it and we get back into a place of alignment is how we will manifest. So really what we should be focusing on are the blessings that we have. Gratitude is everything. Because when you're grateful, you're focusing on the things that are going right for you. You know, I did this practice this morning that I woke up and I just started, as I was going about my day, I started, I kept saying everything I'm grateful for. So I woke up, oh, I'm so grateful to be able to be lying down in this bed. I'm able to spread out my legs. Oh, I remember being in, on an airplane and I wasn't able to spread out my legs. I'm in this comfortable bed. I mean, you remember when you're on an airplane, all you can think about is being back in your bed and look, I'm in my bed. This is amazing. I woke up, I'm in my bed, I have a dog, a fiance. Whoa, cool. I'm in my own apartment. I'm in California. I wake up. Wow. I got wood floors. I brush my teeth. I have electrical toothbrush. Wow. I have contact lenses. Imagine my life without contact lenses. I wouldn't be able to see. Imagine I wouldn't be able to see the trees and the ocean and all the incredible things, people's faces. Thank God for these contact lenses. Wow. Oh my God. And all these serums I have available to me, the innovation that's happened for vitamin C to be in a serum. Oh, this is incredible. And all these incredible products, natural products, deodorants, toothpaste. I'm so lucky. Just doing that in your day is like, first of all, it's not a lie. It's true. These are all things that you have access to that we should be grateful for. And then the universe is responding to us like, okay, she's focusing on what she's grateful for. She's in a heightened mood. So we're just going to keep on sending her things that she can be grateful about. But I could have started my day, oh, I can barely walk because my fiance tried to pick me up on a bed and we both fell and he fell on top of me and I like literally like fractured my toe. I could have woken up, oh, my foot hurts, that asshole. Oh, it's so hard to walk. Oh, I, this apartment's so loud here. I couldn't sleep last night. It's so bright. Oh, he left the toothpaste out again. I could have started like that. And those things were also true, but it's just a perspective and you can choose your perspective. And I chose the perspective of gratitude and guess what? I stayed in a good mood for the rest of the day. So just things like that, that is how you manifest. You practice being in a good mood and you practice by being grateful. So you can let in the blessings that are to come because so many more blessings are waiting for you guys. We're just not letting them in. Our energy, we're like closing ourselves off from the blessings. We're like, no, no blessings over here. I'm focused on being ungrateful and being really pissed off about everything. So blessings are like, okay, bye. Guess what? You are living in the life that you believe that you deserve. For real. Like, let that sink in. You are living the life that you believe that you deserve. So if things aren't working out, something that you are creating. And, and that is what makes Abraham Hicks so controversial for people. Because people don't want to accept radical responsibility. People don't want to accept that something within me created that shitty situation, created the losing my job, created this, created that. I know it's really hard to even think about that. 
But when we do think about that, then we see, oh, well, if I created all of this, that means I can also get myself out of all of this and I can create what I actually do want by focusing on what I do want. Because right now I'm focusing on what I don't want. So I keep fighting things that I don't want. It's all in your mind because your beliefs become your thoughts and your thoughts become your action. Your actions become your habits. Your habits becomes your everyday life. And, and that's what we're living in. So it really all starts with our internal beliefs. So we're all living the lives that we believe that we are worthy of. And even the people that are like, we find them annoying, dumb, they're pestering us. Like, have you guys ever came across people? You're like, oh, so annoying. I know that I've for sure had people that I feel like are so annoying. But guess what? It's just reflecting you back your belief. That person is only annoying to you because of belief that you are holding. And if you can change that belief, that person's no longer annoying. No one can trigger you unless you allow them to. So let's say I'm getting super annoyed by this girl because she keeps on posting up scandalous photos of herself. And I'm like, who does she think she is? She's so egotistical and she just wants attention and she must have had a really bad childhood. And oh, she's just annoying. I can't stand her. She just keeps posting pictures of herself like she thinks she's all that. Well, guess what? That only would have to do with me and my relationship with posting pictures of myself. Maybe I feel like no one cares if I posted pictures. Maybe I feel fear of other people's judgments. Maybe I feel like if I were to do that, then people would think those things about me. It has nothing to do with the girl and everything to do with you. Maybe I secretly really want to post scandalous pictures of myself. And that girl is just triggering the part of me that's not allowing myself to be. Because guess what? If you didn't care, you don't care. If you do care, whether it's being happy or annoyed, that means there's something inside of you that is being triggered. So even the dumb, annoying people, they are just a reflection of your internal beliefs that you can change. So really what I took out of this segment of the course that she was talking about the workshop was how important our mornings were. I was someone that I was waking up and honestly, I was checking my phone in the morning and then from the phone, I would get an email about something and then I would start getting anxious about the email. And then I would be like, oh my God, I need to respond to all my emails now. And then I would like run to the gym and like come back and I would just start my day in like pure pitta fire engine zone. And then from that, I decided to shift. And now I 100% will, I do the gratitude practice and I meditate for about 25 minutes a day. I use an app called Insight Timer, which I have actually a course coming up on. Stay tuned for that. I'm going to be sharing with you my find your purpose course on Insight Timer, but I've been using that. I love it. It has like 15,000 different options. You can use code Sahara for a discount. So I did a Saraswati meditation today. Yesterday I did a new moon meditation. I did gratitude meditation. I did a pain meditation for my toe. I'm doing all these different meditations. And that really helps me anchor in because the first thing I want to do in the morning is respond, react, react. And that is taking away my power and giving my power to the outside world. Because in the morning, if you're starting off responding and reacting, you're immediately giving up your power. But instead, if you could take that morning, take that time, wake up earlier and take that time for yourself to just be like, mm, I'm holding that energy. I'm allowing it to preserve within me. 
And you're going to notice, like your mind is going to think of all the reasons that you need to get up and write something down or respond to a text or something. I know my mind is. I'm like, oh my God, I need, I need to respond to the email. Please, please. I'm like, okay, back to the mantra, back to the mantra. Like that's actually what meditation looks like for most of your journey until you get to a place that you're just able to drop in. That's still a lot of what mine looks like, especially at the beginning. I'm battling myself to just stay seated and to just focus on the mantra, focus on the gratitude practice. But then once I'm able to do it, I'm always so grateful and it allows me to walk through the rest of the day with such ease because then I'm not ticked off. I'm not on edge. I'm not responding and reacting to the outside world, but I'm creating what is within me. And to be in charge of our reality, we need to be creatrixes. We need to be in charge of our internal energy. So that is why meditation is essential. Honestly, it's essential because just that time you take for yourself. And if you're like, I really can't do a seated meditation, then fine, do a yoga practice, do some pranayama, do something that you're not reacting and responding. I used to do a lot of stretching in the morning and I still love stretching, but I found that that was my ego's way of still trying to be important, that I'm like, okay, I can't sit and do nothing. So at least if I'm stretching, I feel like I'm doing something. So that could be a good transition for you. If you're like, meditation's not gonna happen, try stretching in the morning. But while you're stretching, don't be checking your phone and checking your Instagram. I've done that for a long time and that doesn't count as meditation, even though you're stretching. Uh, It needs to actually be something that you're trying to not think. Like again, sitting and pondering, even if it's pondering life is not meditation, that's, that's thinking. You need to keep your mind as still as possible because in that stillness, when you practice that muscle, you're able to be in charge of your mind and be in charge of your thoughts. And that's what this whole thing is all about. You choosing your thoughts, which creates your reality. Want more video content from me? Well, head over to my YouTube channel to check out my new show, Ask Sahara, where I will be answering your questions each week related to all things spirituality, entrepreneurship, Ayurveda, wellness, self-care, relationships, and everything in between. Head over to youtube.com slash Sahara Rose. And if you have any questions that you would like me to answer on Ask Sahara, simply send me an email over at questions at eatfeelfresh.com. We already have a bunch of episodes live talking about all things from how to know if you're a cross between two doshas and what should you eat, how to become more confident, how do you find the one, how to shift into abundance mindset, and so much more. So head over to youtube.com forward slash Sahara Rose to dive in. My favorite way of reading books is actually listening to them. Yes, I'm a self-proclaimed audible junkie. Why? Because I'm able to walk, spend time in nature, clean my house, do all the things I need to do while still getting really high vibe content coming straight into my ears. If you love podcasts, then you are the perfect person to begin listening to audiobooks. If you would like to get started with a free audiobook of your choice, head over to audibletrial.com forward slash highest self podcast. Again, audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash highest self podcast. And you'll receive any audiobook of your choice absolutely free. 
Are you interested in having a career focused on health and wellness? Well, if so, then the universe is calling you to become a holistic health coach. I am offering this incredible deal, a discount of $1,500 off my alma mater, Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which is the world's largest nutrition school with guest teachers such as Deepak Chopra, Chris Carr, Dr. Hyman, and Dr. Andrew Whale, and so many others. It is split between six months of health coaching programs teaching you hundreds of nutritional theories, including Ayurveda, as well as six months of business coaching. And as an additional bonus, I am offering a webinar where I will teach you how to use social media to create a thriving career as a health coach. On top of that, I have created a private Facebook community just for the Highest Self podcast listeners who are becoming health coaches to connect with each other, meet up with each other, and support one another on this journey. So if you're interested, send an email over to Sahara, S-A-H-A-R-A at eatfeelfresh.com with subject I-I-N. Again, Sahara at eatfeelfresh.com with subject I-I-N. And I will personally send you back the email that will allow you to get a $1,500 off discount as well as my business coaching webinar and the private Facebook group. I'm so excited for you to begin your journey as a health coach. Now, an amazing thing that Abraham said was that joy is the goal. So joy is the goal. It's not money. It's not fame. It's not accomplishments. It's not 3,000 book deals. It's fucking joy. Like, why are we making things so damn complicated? Like, if you were, as a kid, what's the purpose of life? To be happy. Okay, we all know the purpose of life is to be happy. Then why are we doing all these things that don't make us happy? Oh, well, because I need it for money and then the money makes me happy and da, da, da. Like, yes, I get it. That makes sense. But what if you created the belief that everything that you needed could bring joy? What if the way that you made money was through a way that brought you joy? What if while you were doing things that don't feel joyful, you decided to be joyful? What if while I'm standing in line at the DMV, I'm listening to some Cisco and I'm dancing to the thong song? What if that would make my DMV experience a lot more joyful? I don't know about you. That for sure would work for me. You know, it doesn't have to be like you have to quit everything. You can choose joy. And it reminds me of like, have you ever seen a homeless person that's like begging and they have a sign that's like, I'm so sick and I need money. And you're like, oh, and most of the time, honestly, probably you don't give money to every homeless person. That's amazing if you do. But most of us, we've seen way more homeless people than we're able to send money to. But have you ever seen a homeless person that is juggling and doing a dance or playing the saxophone or doing something that makes you really joyful? I remember I was like on the side of the highway, like waiting in traffic and I see this guy and he's like juggling. He's not even good at juggling. He keeps dropping the ball. And it just brought me so much joy. The fact that he was just like, I'm going to juggle today and see what happens. And I was like, here's 20 bucks. Like, I just loved the energy of it. And he was just like, yeah, like he was so happy. Or another homeless guy that I used to see a lot when I was going to school in Boston, he would compliment you from outside in your car. He'd be like, you're looking good today. Like, woo, I like your hair. Like he would be complimenting everyone and it would bring everyone such joy. I swear that guy made so much money because he was bringing people joy. So you can be in the most desperate, dire of situations and still relate to joy 
and you're going to live a more joyful life. And that's going to allow you to manifest the things that you want. So it's not that complicated, guys. All you have to do is just connect to your heart and make each moment as joyful as possible. Even if you're working in a job that you don't like, how can you make that experience more joyful? And if it's so toxic that you're like, there's no way that this experience is going to be better, then how are you going to change it? Because you have two options. How am I going to make this the best experience possible? Or how am I going to create the best experience possible? Those are your two decisions. So back to Abraham Hicks and my little tangent, a question that someone had for Abraham was, I feel like I was doing so well in my career and everything was going well. And then suddenly I was fired and I was at the brink. I was at the brink of living the life on my dreams. And suddenly I was fired. And what happened? Did I change my vibration? Was something wrong? And Abraham responded, you are always at the brink. Let me repeat that. You are always at the brink. So it's not like in life you're like going, 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 and there's a brink. And then from there, it's like, whoop, you got it. That's it. You're, you're at your ultimate. No, you're always at the brink for the next version of who you are. So there's no moving backward. Even something like losing a job that you worked really, really hard on is still the brink of what is to come, that next variation of you, which you can choose. Maybe you needed to lose that job because there's another job waiting for you or it's time for you to start your own business. You're always at the brink of something. It's never being taken away from you. And again, your surroundings are a response of your internal self. So maybe inside of yourself, you had a belief that I'm not good enough for this job, or I don't even like this job, or maybe there's better jobs out there. Like I see a lot of people who they are working jobs they don't like, and you know, they're never having gratitude for it. They're never appreciative. They're complaining about it every day. And then suddenly they get fired and they're like, oh my God, I just lost my job. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have a job. This is really bad. I've never not had a job before. How am I going to pay for my bills? How am I going to pay for my healthcare? No, no, no. What am I going to do? It's like, wait, all of your thoughts were hoping that you don't have to show up for work today and how much you hate your boss, how much you hate your colleagues, how much you hate being here. So when the universe gave you exactly what you wanted, now you're upset about it. We need to have responsibility over our thoughts because the universe is going to echo them right back to us. So trust me, if you're working a job that you hate, the universe can hear that. It's going to respond to you in due time. So again, change the perspective. Either you leave the job before you're fired or you change your perspective and decide that this is a really cool job and I'm actually learning a lot and you know, it's, it's new skills and, and it allows me to do the things that I want to do. Having that gratitude, that's your decision. So I think a lot of people, we think that in order to be successful, it's this trajectory. We're just growing, growing, growing. Things are getting better, better, better. And there's going to be times that it feels like a failure or it feels like a fall. But those falls and failures are just setting you up for the next thing. They're giving you that experience. And sometimes the universe shows us what we don't want. You know, you might be really certain, I for sure don't want a cheater. I don't want a cheater. I don't want a cheater. And the universe is like, cheater, cheater, cheater. Okay, got that. You know, NLP, we heard about that on this podcast. The mind does not hear the word no. So if you're saying, I don't want to cheat, I don't want to cheat, or no cheater, no cheater, it doesn't hear the don't, doesn't hear the no. It just hears cheater, cheater, cheater. So it keeps sending you cheaters until you're able to see, okay, what I do want is someone who's loyal to me, someone who's committed, someone who's 100% there. Focus on what you do want instead of what you don't want, because then the universe will show you what you don't want until you realize that you need to focus on what you do want. 
So you're always on the brink and there's no jackpot. That's something else Abraham was saying that it's not like this one life that there's a one jackpot and you're good from there. There's jackpot after jackpot after jackpot after jackpot. So for me, that looked like, I don't know, being born, like my life experiences and then writing Eat Right for Your Mind Body Type, that book never being published. That's could be considered a failure, but it set me up to write Idiot's Guide for Ayurveda. And then again, I thought I was going to become a real estate agent, wasn't making any money. And that set me up for the next thing, the Deepak Chopra, set me up for Eat Feel Fresh, set me up for this, set me up for that. And I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm still not even in my Saturn return. I have no idea where this life is going to go. I released a song. I'm doing all these different things. So there's no one jackpot. It's a series of jackpots. And the more that you are able to just be like, yes, yes to this experience, yes to that, I'm just going to follow what's exciting for me. And there's no real end. It's just a journey. Then you're able to go along with the ride and not be attached to anything. So I want to talk a bit about this attachment and this desire. So I'm super paraphrasing right now. I'm kind of going off into my own things too, but really the ethos of what Abraham says is that to manifest something, you should set your intention that you want it, and then you should let it go. And by letting it go, you're giving up that desperation for it. And you're just focusing on being in a good mood and being in alignment. And then the universe will naturally align you with that thing that you want through nudges. It may lead you, oh, for some reason, I really need to go to the bathroom right now. And then on your way to the bathroom, you meet someone and then that person introduces you to someone else and just following the nudges, but not being attached to the outcome, just following the intuition, following the road. So a lot of us, we think of manifestation as this is what I want. I'm going to put it on my vision board. I'm going to tattoo it on my forehead. I'm going to do mantras to it all day long until it shows up. And this is going against what Abraham Hicks, the whole framework is all about, because that's creating desperation around it. If all I'm doing is... I need to find my dream guy. I need to find him. Where is he? Everywhere I go at the grocery store, I'm like looking around. Is he here? Is he here? God, man, are you here? I get up. I go to the yoga studio. I'm, I'm not even practicing. I'm just looking around the room to see if my God man's here. All I'm doing is thinking about him. I'm praying to him. I'm chanting to him. I'm doing all the things just to find him. That's pretty freaking desperate. And sometimes when your energy is so intense on something, you end up repelling it. So it's all about having the desire without being so harsh and holding onto it so tightly. Because when you hold onto it so tightly, you don't give it room to breathe and move and shift into the way that the universe wants you to have this thing. Maybe your God man doesn't look like what you think he looks like. Maybe you're supposed to meet him in a way that's out of your control. But if you keep on trying to control the situation, you're not allowing the universe to do its thing. So for example, when I manifested my God man, Stephen, I drew a picture of him. I wrote all these things about him and connected to him in a meditation. And what I heard back is just focus on having fun. So that's what I did. I thought maybe I'll meet him in a couple years when I'm like, I don't know, 28 or something. And I wasn't thinking about it at all. I was thinking about having fun and going to festivals. And then look, I met him on Bumble, like the first person that I met on Bumble a month after that. Again, I had no attachment to when it was happening. I just knew that one day it would happen. And the universe was like, boom, you guys are in alignment. You're at the same place at the same time. You're in the right vibration to meet each other. Not physical place at the same time, but vibrationally, we were at the same place and that's how we we leveled up. So... A lot of people like who were at the Abraham Hicks were people who were trying to go into acting, you know, we're in LA. So 
a lot of these guys. And it was interesting because Abraham chose all guys the whole day, like guy after guy after guy. And us women, we were like, what the hell? Why, why is she only choosing guys? And at the end, Esther through Abraham was like, you ladies have noticed that we've only been choosing men today. We're like, yeah, <laughs> like they're asking the dumbest questions. And Abraham's like, that's exactly why we've been choosing men. It's because of your desperate need to be chosen. And we were like, oh, Abraham, I was full of those lessons. But it was true. I mean, at first they picked a guy and then a guy and then we're, you know, the women are like, why aren't they picking girls? And then at the, by the end, it was like when a guy was picked, all the women were like, what? Like we were like at a football stadium, like desperate for a woman to get in. And that desperation was what repelled it. You know, if you're dating someone, that person's super like desperate for you. You're like, oh, stay away from me. The same goes with your goals, guys. If you're like, oh my God, I need to be in a Hollywood movie. It's just all about me being in a Hollywood movie, Hollywood movie, Hollywood movie. I need it. I'll die without it. I need it for my income. I need it for this. I need it for the prestige. I need to be in a Hollywood movie. Just like that. Guess what? The universe is going to be like, uh, shit, that sounds pretty intense. And that's not really the energy that we as the Shakti flowing universe go after. So you can go find things that you can get with that intense energy, but it's not going to be the laws of attraction. But if you go into it and you're saying, look, I'm just going to show up and give it my all. And I hope it's in alignment. And if not, I will find something else that is in alignment. All I'm doing is being my fullest self. Then guess what? You're going to be lined up with the exact opportunity that is serving you and in alignment with your truth, not one that you desperately got. You know, all of the things that I have in life are things that have almost happened for me without me even trying. It's never when I'm like pitching and trying so hard. It's never coming from that desperate energy. It's always coming from when I just sit back and own my worth and from owning my worth, then naturally things fall into place. So again, the power of your desire can override your beliefs. And it's important to desire a life that you want, desire the things that you manifest without having that desperation around it. So another thing that they touched on upon is your vibrational currency. So your vibrational currency is essentially... Sometimes you're super desperate about something, like you really, really want something, but vibrationally, you're still in alignment. You're still showing up as your fullest self and doing those things. So this is your vibrational currency because it's almost like overriding your actions. So let's say, and it could even be in a negative way. Let's say you're like, like for example, one of the guys, he was from Dominican Republic and he had wanted to be an actor and then it was at the end of his green card and he had a feeling that what if I get deported? Like, what if they don't want to renew my green card? And he had this fear going on inside of him, which just in case he, he was going to get deported, he set up everything in his life that he could leave. So he put his apartment month to month and, you know, told where he was working that he may leave. He just set everything up just in case he got deported. He really didn't want to get deported, but just in case. And guess what happened? His green card got rejected and he was getting deported. And he knew instantly that he had created this because his fear essentially overrode his belief that he essentially set himself up to be deported. He was like, yep, let me just make this really easy for the universe to do. But had he been like, 
there's there's really no way I'm going to get deported. I mean, look at all that I'm offering here. I still have so much work to do here. And I'm really committed to being here and, and actually not moved anything. Just kept living his life as he was living his life. Like, oh yeah, that's happening. Just gonna need some paperwork. I'm going to get through it. Just really held that belief. Then according to the law of attraction, most likely he would have stayed. And even if they did try to deport him, he would have still been like, no, no, there's going to be a solution that I'm going to find instead of immediately being like, it's over, it's done, I'm out of here. He would have known that, you know what, there's always going to be a solution. I'm, I'm here, I'm providing so much value, I love it here, I'm in alignment, I'm going to find a way to stay. And what Abraham was saying back was to just keep holding on to his joy, to keep holding on to the joy that he experiences being here and, and all of the things that he's doing that he wouldn't be able to do in Dominican Republic that he's doing here and just to really step into that joy and stay in alignment with it while, of course, you know, doing the paperwork and all of those things, but to hold that alignment that I'm staying here, I'm here to stay, I'm not going anywhere because that's going to override his fear of being deported. So law of attraction, as you can see, can work in many, many different walks of life, different types of things. And all it really is, is letting go of the fear, the fear that is controlling the world. Because if we're controlled by fear, the things that we fear are going to show up for us. Instead, we can write our own story our story about what is happening for us rather than to us, because really we are in control of everything. We create a reality and not anyone else, not the people that you think you are, and you're in control of your vortex. So it's so important for us to really fine tune what are the things that light me up? You know, for me, I wrote down that it's playing, having fun, traveling, my podcast, living in a home. I live in an apartment. I'd love to live in a home, having some space in my days, going to the ocean, close female friendships, dance, channeling, uh, spiritual growth. These are the things that bring me joy. So these are the things that I'm going to focus on as much as possible because when I'm in joy, the universe is going to provide me with the things that will further bring me joy. And again, it is so important for us humans to not bond over our shared struggles. A lot of us, we come together with other people and we're like, ugh, this sucked. Oh my God, I am so anxious. No, you're not as anxious as I am. No, I'm so anxious. It's like a competition over whose life sucks more. And it's a way that we've bonded with people in the past and it's given us this false sense of security, but it's actually just bringing us both down. So even if you're with someone that you can feel them like wanting to go into that pity party with you, bring them right up. Be like, things look really great for you, actually. Like, there's so much to be grateful for. And I know you're going to be annoying because that person really wants to go down into the dumps. But you need to stay up. You need to hold your vibration. You need to be like, you know, I don't see things that way. I, I see things are going really well. And I feel like there's a lot going for you. And if they want to stay there, that's their choice. But you don't allow them to go down there. You keep your vibration up. Because, you know, when two pigs play in the mud, guess what? They both get dirty. So you need to hold yourself, you know, like I had a friend who's going to be on the podcast soon and he came over and I was like, oh, it's raining. And he was like, but we needed the rain in LA. Isn't it great? And I was like, yeah, we did need the rain. And just like that, he brought up my vibration. We could have easily both got into, oh, it's raining. Oh, it sucks. Oh my God. Let's not go to twerk class. Let's stay in. Uh, let's just eat our feelings. But instead he was like, yeah, we needed the rain. And it reminded me too that we did need the rain. So just something like that, just one little mindset shift can shift the mindset of those around you. 
So I really loved my experience at Abraham Hicks. I do recommend going there if it's something that you're interested in. I love just being in that vortex and seeing, seeing the other people having their questions be answered. It was really a cool experience for me. If you're interested, they have tons of videos on YouTube too. I would love to have them on the podcast. If anyone has any connections to them, that would be amazing. If I could interview Abraham through Esther, that would be so cool and have you guys ask questions. And if you guys have any questions or topics you want me to discuss on the podcast, simply go follow me on Instagram at I am Sahara Rose. You can DM me your suggestions. I also do polls all the time asking you guys what kind of content you want, what questions you have for audience members. It's something that I really love doing. And I don't know how many of you guys listening to this follow me on Instagram, but that's where I'm like really connecting with people. So check that out over there. And if you love this episode, I would love to share with you the first half of my unreleased book, Eat Right for Your Mind Body Type, which is different from my book, Eat Feel Fresh. It is my unreleased, never to be released book because it is now part of my Eat Right for Your Mind Body Type program. I would love to send it to you absolutely free. All you got to do is leave me a review in the iTunes store, take a screenshot and email it over to me at sahara at eatfeelfresh.com. Again, take a screenshot of the review and email it to me at sahara at eatfeelfresh.com. And I will send you the first half of my unreleased book, Eat Right for Your Mind Body Type. Namaste. Namaste.